Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is The Ziggler Show, where our focus is your professional development. In this episode, asking God if this is your assignment. Look, I want to figure out what is healthiest and best and right and true and just simply do that over and over again. That's simple. It's black and white. But alas, the world and humanity and circumstances don't often play along with these rules. Often we must discern what is best in one particular moment and the next, and one may require an opposite response, even though it's a very similar circumstance. Well, in episode 777, I brought you master sculptor and my dear friend, Scott Stearman, and a very deep discussion on faith and our influence. His new book is titled, What Does Your Jesus Look Like? And we discussed also the influence we have overall, what perspective we are all painting with our lives. Well, this is our habits episode. And in the spiritual spoke, Scott shares a perspective of seeking God's will in specific circumstances and how he's learned to find peace in the moment by moment discernment. Uh, it's just a big concept, friends. Uh, Scott, by the way, if you haven't already looked, do yourself a favor, go to his website, Scott Stearman, S-T-E-A-R-M-A-N. Check out his sculptures and messages. It will just inspire and lift you and I think convict you. Of course, you can find his book there, What Does Your Jesus Look Like? That was the focal point of our talk in 7-7. But I think you're going to like what you hear today and it will further inspire you. So we'll get started right after I share some great products and services with you. All right, Scott, we're going to walk through these habits together. And you know, in our first show together, uh, we, we ended actually talking about, you know, the picking up the sword and I'll die for my wife, but yeah, would you change for her? And we talked about that, that that topic came up in one of our, yeah. one of our coffees at some point years, years past. And at the time you were ta- you were talking about, you know, physical things, something I think she was wanting you to just to pursue your own health and wellness. And I know you guys have had a great journey, uh, in increasing. So you're, you're, uh, 67 and where your friends are at, at one level and trajectory, you guys have pretty much found a different trajectory. So tell us what, yeah, what's the, what's the goal, the motive physical for your physical uh, health and wellness. And then what are you guys doing these days? Well, I'm probably like, I'm probably like a lot of people on this, uh, in your audience right now. I'm, I'm in process, <clears throat> you know, uh, when we first met, back in 2000, whatever, four, probably, yeah, I guess. Something like that. No, yeah. I'm probably, I'm probably 50 pounds lighter than I was then. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's probably the influence of hanging out with you and Terry, because you guys are so, so aware of nutrition and health and exercise. And it's, you know, it, it inspires us. It's, I mean, you guys are a perfect example. You hang out with people who have habits and, and have achieved things that you aspire to. It makes it easier. It makes it easier to go there Hmm. because you're hanging out with people who are already there. Hmm. Uh, It's interesting moving uh, from Colorado, which is one of the, one of the, skinniest states in the country uh you know back down to the to the to the south not the deep south but uh man 
I can get chicken fried anything <laughs> here. Yeah. And uh, and and I have to I have to and I love I mean you I'm chicken fried you can get gravy in a drive-through <laughs> in Oklahoma yeah. City yeah. I'm telling you it's it's heavenly but I <laughs> but I don't but I can't I can't do that yeah so the uh, physical and nutrition is is really a an an internal monologue of looking at choices and connecting that choice to a result and go, if I, if I'm choosing that, am I also choosing this result? I mean, I cannot tell you there are donut shops everywhere down here. Yeah. I drive by donut shops and I just go by, Oh, I could go in there and get a dozen pieces of dementia and diabetes <laughs> in a box and yeah. have a really great time for about a half hour. Yeah. You know, and, and that, you know, I'm not beating up people who eat donuts. It's just, this is my having that internal monologue, uh, connecting the activity with the result is really helpful because it's not just, I'm denying myself. No, I'm choosing the better yeah. result. And so that's, that's, I mean, I still want to, I want to lose. I told her mean the other day, I said, honey, I want to lose another 50 pounds. She said, really? I went, yep. Okay. So, so now we've got, we don't, we don't have any ice cream in our freezer. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that. And it's one of the <laughs> things in which I feel, uh, I feel okay about it. Yeah. But I, one thing, I've, one thing I've learned about nutrition was uh, I started using a foundry down in Texas. And I'm driving through the Texas Hill Country on this beautiful two-lane highway. And it's just the rise and fall of the, of, the, of the trip through the trees and woods and down across rivers. And it's just beautiful. It's just quiet and wide open. And I said, and I just went, this is a good time for me to have a conversation with God because I'm by myself. I'm all alone. I, and so I said, Lord, I, I want to ask you, tell me about my physical health. Tell me about food. Explain to me your thoughts about nutrition and food. And it was really simple. What I heard in my heart was, the food I created is good. The food I created is good. You should eat the food I created. Don't eat the food I did not create. And what I understood in that was, if I read the ingredients and it reads like a chemistry book, mm -hmm. that's probably not the food he created. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time on the produce aisle and we don't, I mean, we, you know, we buy potato chips once in a while, but not often. Uh, we are, are just aware of eating the food that we feel like God created. God created it. I can eat it, man. I can eat. Dang, this is awesome. I can have potatoes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, and that's why, so I'm, so we're, I'm driving along. I said, okay, Lord, so no ice cream? Yes. 
except Brahms. Well. I went, Brahms? <laughs> really? I said, you like ice cream? Yes. I, said, I mean, it was funny. I was. I don't know if I was making that up or if the Lord really likes ice cream. But well, it was a good advertisement. Yeah, so I was going that. So nutrition connects right to the other spoke of family. It yeah. connects to, um, I mean, we don't have kids here. We have godchildren in Colorado. Yes, you do. But nutrition connects to family. And, and I remember you telling me years ago, yeah, I do this. I go for a run or I eat correctly or I we're having fish and not cheeseburgers because when Eliza brings her grandchildren to visit, I still want to be able to get down on the floor and play with them. Yeah. And I went, hmm, that's a good goal. So nutrition and family, those spokes those should probably be on the same spoke. Agreed. I mean, yeah, uh, relation, relationally, uh, we're good. My wife and I are good, and uh, not having biological kids of our own uh, has probably simplified a lot of family issues for us. The mental... That's and that's an interesting one to me, Scott. Because yeah, I'm as, sitting here going, well, I'm not sure. I'm well, thinking. no, I wanted to bring you back to the first show, and we're talking about you have a unique work life, and that you spend a lot of time alone in a studio. It's contemplative. You use that word. I know you spend a lot of time. Well, you listen to podcasts. You listen to different things. You're you're putting that. Yeah. You know, it's a classic Ziggler. You are putting input in, and in my experience with you, I've never come in and found you putting much garbage in it's generally things that you bring to our to, to my relationship with you things that you've heard things that you're pondering things that you're contemplating things that you end up putting into your work into your art yeah i think on one of your shows i've heard i heard you play a sound a sound bite of zig and he, he's and, and i don't i don't remember exactly where he went with it but i just remember his his texas accent what you put into your mind <laughs> there you <laughs> go went. there you go yeah yeah. What you put into your mind will come out yeah. in your life. I went, yeah. okay, that's pretty, that's pretty significant. And so, yeah, it's really true. Um, what, I mean, we, we intentionally, we pay attention to what's going on in the world, but there are sometimes, even during the virus adventures where there are updates every day and all of the, you know, on the news is just saturated yeah. with all of this. There are days where we would uh, go, today, we're not going to listen to any of that. We're going to listen to music. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pull up stuff online. We're going to control what we are putting into our brains because today, I don't want that toxic reality to take up residence, at least for today. Tomorrow, I'll go back and check in, make sure I'm staying on top of things. You gotta stay connected to what's going on in in society. You can't just you can't just move with all your kids into a cave, yeah, uh, because they're eventually going to have to come out and they're going to have to live in the world that that we we're creating. So uh, we've got a we've got a responsibility that way. Yeah. Well, in financial, I mean, you guys have. You, you've run the gamut of 
yeah. re- of revenue of plenty of not a lot. You've just recently, of course, sold a house that you guys built and that's changed. So I know you've got the financial habits that have run the course and probably some things that have changed. Tell us about it. Yeah, I would, if, if I, if I ever meet Dave Ramsey, I will, you know, I'll shake his hand and I'll say, Dave, I was debt free for one day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. We sold our house, we paid off everything. And then I went, you know what? We paid off everything. We still got to go get a car. We moved, we left, you know, we left a truck in Colorado. So we were were short a car when we got got to Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there was, but there, there, there is that. And, and we, uh, are still, I mean, it's like this book, it's a perfect example. I didn't have the money to print the book, right? I wrote it, had got it designed. It was, it, it was finished, ready to go to press. And so I found, I found a printing company in Louisville that was just awesome to work with four color printing. And they were able to put it together. The price was what I was hoping for. And so I went ahead and did, but I didn't have the cash. So I put it on a credit card, Hmm. right? Everything that comes in on this book is going to that credit card. I've sold 90 copies in the last month. Every one of those is going to pay off that credit card. I'm sending hundreds of dollars every month to pay off. You know, I can't wait to get that dumb thing paid off it was it was handy and helpful sure and uh and so yeah so emergency money stays intact and uh but yeah financial there's i took a lot of stuff out of my wallet and put it put it on the put it on the shelf in my closet and i went i'm not even carrying that stuff with me because i don't want to i don't want to have the opportunity that card is zero balance and i don't want to have the opportunity to convince myself buying something would be a good idea on a credit card so i'm trying to do that yeah you are listening to the ziggler show and our habits episode with scott stearman next is the spiritual spoke where scott shares his striving to listen to god's moment by moment assignment Uh, really profound which is why i led with that aspect of this episode for the show title we'll jump right back in after i share some great products and services yeah hey spiritual you know show folks if you are hearing this and for some reason did not hear show 777 our initial show together please do that to hear us walk through some spiritual discussions and and scott's uh, perspective there but you know today what what is your talk about your spiritual your daily spiritual walk scott what do you what are you doing what are the habits what are the routines I am Hermine and I both have have been focused on listening. Uh not hearing, but really listening. Um I've I've had I've had some good learnings while I've been on my motorcycle of things God needed to say to me. And uh the, the the truth of of that exercise is an acknowledgement every day that 
it's not something I do at the beginning of the day, then I close that chapter, I close that little piece of my life, and now I go into the rest of my day, you know, and I've got it compartmentalized. But it's it's a reality. I'm trying to, you know, I, I think so. I, I may have written this in the book. I don't remember if it's in the book or not, but I somewhere I've talked about, I'm trying to learn what praying without ceasing means. Mm-hmm. And it means that my prayer and my conversation with God is ongoing. It's a, it's a daily, moment-to-moment uh, choice to be engaged in conversation just about life. I'm sitting at stoplight, guys holding the sign by the sign, by the Tandy, Tandy Cowles taught, taught us this. She said, I just pray the prayer. Lord, is that my assignment for this moment? That's been really freeing because sometimes I pray that prayer and I go, yes, it is. So then giving the guy something or responding to a situation where I feel like, yeah, that's my assignment. That feels, that feels good because I can take the action with confidence. Yeah. And if I, if I don't feel that prompting because I prayed the prayer, it, I can, I can move on without feeling guilt that, okay, that's not my assignment. That's somebody else's assignment. I'll just get out of the way and let them do that. So there's, that's probably the biggest journey that we have been on uh, together uh, at our house is, is learning to hear his voice. And, and honestly, uh, I mean, the other day I was on the motorcycle. He, he talks to me a lot on the motorcycle. The other day I was on the motorcycle. And I said, I said, Lord, what do you need to say to me? And, and he always answers me because he starts answering before I finish my question. Lord, what do you need to say? You need to spend more time in my word. Wow. I went, you've been waiting to say that, haven't you? He said, I haven't been waiting to speak. I've been waiting for you to listen. Whoa. Okay. So that's, that's a journey. That's a journey. That's a daily. He's ready to speak. I got to I have got to listen. I have got to intentionally say, what do you need to say to me? I'm listening now. That there's a, there's a story in the this is a story in my book about it's called a uh, the voice of God in a bag of trash. It's just a short little story about me driving driving through town and seeing a bag of trash and God having God having a good teaching moment with me about about a bag of trash. So you'll have to buy the book. You'll have to buy the story. Yeah. I, I know I know <laughs> the story. It's a convicting convicting story. I love that juxtaposition of of uh, what you said not. Uh, not just hearing, but, yeah. but listening. Um, careers and next spoke, and man, again in the in the first show we did, episode seven seven seven, talked about your trajectory of you know going to school and going into media and TV and film, and then sculpting, which you didn't start, didn't even think about till age thirty two. And how you've sculpted and then you've been on stage now and you're speaking and presenting and now you are an author and you've had this career and yet 
what a pretty true thread has rung through that. It's pretty, pretty fortunate uh, thread. And here you are today at age 67 and you just wrote a book and uh, your, your health is better. You're, you're my first working. book. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. sure. Sure. And you're on a career trajectory, just like with your health, that is what's well, different than a lot of your peers. It's yeah, it's well, it's I I have told, you know, uh, people my age are talking about retirement and this and that. And, and I just went, man, I don't I don't think I'm ever going to retire. I lost a commission years ago. I lost a commission to an to a sculptor who was 80 years old. Beautiful. And I committed myself. There's going to come a day where I'm going to win a commission as an 80 year old guy. And I'm going to, I'm going to beat out some guy that's in his thirties. Oh, <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to extract my revenge. So yeah, I, I don't ever, I, I don't think about, about retiring. I just think about, you know, it's just, I'm just kind of following the river where it goes and, and, uh, the speaking and the, and the, and the book now, the book really came out of the speaking and the speaking came out of the sculpting. And so it's all, you know, it all flows together. Um, I don't know. I don't know where it's going. I, you know, I thought about, I've, I've, I've started the, the rough idea of a, the working title is things I learned while playing with clay. And it's a business talk. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a talk about the principles I've learned of sculpting in the studio that really apply to to personal growth and and business and success in life. And it's just these are things I've learned. Not that I've figured them all out, but they're things I'm learning. And and uh, you know, I touched on I touched on some of them earlier in the in the in the podcast about mm -hmm. questions I have to ask while I'm working so Please, so you just thinking you, about that you write it and then come back here with me and we'll talk about it uh i i want that book mm. scott seven personal you already mentioned the motorcycle these are the things you do for you for scott this is the self-care this is the play this is the fun uh and i know the motorcycle is one of the things at the top of your list yeah we've got a trip we got a trip planned for the summer, riding from here to uh, Moab, Utah, and then uh, staying in Moab and doing day rides out of there to the national parks in that area. And uh, then seeing everything in between, including the Miller family. I was counting on that one. Yeah, but uh, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing that we are looking forward to. Uh, so... Hobbies, it's really interesting because of the nature of what I do. If I, if I was doing something other than sculpture, sculpture would be my hobby. Uh -huh. <laughs> I would go home at night and I'd go, honey, I'm going to work on a thing here. I'm going to see if I can make something in there. If I get home at the end of the day, I go, I'm, I don't want to make anything. I've got, I have projects out in, the, out in my garage right now. And I just, I go, man, I'm not, I don't, I don't really feel inclined. You know what's really I mean, Kevin, you'll find this interesting. What's really starting to intrigue me is the idea of of uh, gardening hmm. and farming. 
I, I got acquainted with a guy who has a website called about vertical farming. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, about the silos with the growing plants vertically yeah. without soil. And it's just fascinating. So I'm that that is something that I kind of lie awake at night sometimes and dream about what that could look like. Yeah. I don't I'm not sure about that what that business model looks like, but it's it's just, that's just something that's kind of got my attention right now. Yeah. And we have a perfect place in our backyard to to start a garden, so I talked to Hermine about that and I don't want to grow daffodils and roses. I want to grow asparagus. <laughs> And broccoli yeah. and lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Man, Scott, thank you. Uh, thanks for just taking time to share with us again, kind of giving us a behind the scenes. Sure. Um, always a gift and appreciate your insight as always. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Kevin. As always, friends, it's just great to hear the behind the scenes habits and routines and convictions from someone who is doing worthwhile things in their life and their work. Again, you can find Scott at scottsteerman.com. Check out his sculptures, his messages. It'll inspire you. You can find his new book, What Does Your Jesus Look Like? Coming up in episode 780, the valiant struggle to rise above mediocrity. Sometimes it's just tiring to go against the flow. We want to belong and trust the society that we live in. And sometimes we may even just want to chill out and can I just be average? But then we realize we are answering the call that we feel, the responsibility to grow and evolve and strive towards our full, full potential. And it requires doing more than the average. In this show, we hear a four-minute message from Zig Ziglar on this topic. And from it, I posted this question on Facebook. Having more than average means doing more than average. Being countercultural, going against the flow. Do you ever feel tired? of the effort. And I was just looking to commiserate some with folks, but well, Tom Ziegler joined me and we talked through the comments. What you're going to hear is a lot of that commiserating on the struggle, but also then people countered it with the motives that they do have for pressing on. I believe you'll gain just great encouragement from this episode for your own above average pursuits till then. Thank you as always for letting me strive with you and find our full inspiration, inspire our true potential.